0: feels like we're always in a presidential political race, that the race for the White House never ends. It just keeps going and going and going. Uh, And right now, there are serious questions about who's going to be on the ballot for president. I think most people, the common thought was, well, it's just going to be Trump-Biden again. But a growing number of Democrats are concerned about President Biden's performance. Is there a plan B? Is there an opportunity for someone else to run? Biden recently said he's running because he thinks he's the only one who can beat Donald Trump. To help us sort it all out and look ahead through the political crystal ball, Justin Buchler, Associate Professor of Political Science at Case Western Reserve University. Good morning, Professor. Good morning. So is it going to be Trump-Biden again? Is that a foregone conclusion or are there alternatives that could play out?
1: Um, Well, it it is the most likely scenario. Uh, It's uh, difficult to see any other scenario happening, but uh, nothing is absolutely certain in the crazy political environment of the 2020s, let's put it
0: that way. Well, if somebody else were going to run on the Democratic ticket, you'd think we'd have to start hearing something about them sometime soon. But then you see headlines like poll. Most Americans disapprove of President Biden's handling of the Israel Hamas war, including a majority of Democrats.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, Biden's uh, approval rating is not all that high, uh, but uh, that's sort of a warning sign for the Democrats. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's another candidate. And then you look at the calendar and we're sitting here at uh, December 12th. Uh, We've got the primaries and caucuses coming up and it's very late for uh, a campaign for a specific alternative to emerge. Uh, Dean Phillips doesn't really uh, look like he's uh, taking off. Uh, So yeah, Biden's approval rating is not particularly good, but there's a there's a pretty big gap between that and a real alternative emerging.
0: And if there, if the election were held today, which we know it's not going to be, but pollsters love to say that, how do you think it ends if it is Biden and Trump?
1: Uh, well, the, the polls uh, right now have Trump ahead. But we really want to look more to about six months ahead of the election, because that's when we get uh, readings on the state of the economy that are a little more predictive of the election. So we're going to be looking more for Q2 GDP and those kinds of readings, because that is a lot more predictive power for election results. When you say Um, Trump is ahead,
0: is that just in raw votes nationwide, or is that when you consider state-by-state state and look at the electoral. Yeah, those are the, battle.
1: okay. yeah, those are the battleground states. Uh, so, I mean, he's 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 ahead in a lot of uh, uh, polls, but those are in also in particular the battleground states. So if you look at the state-by-state polls, uh, those have a lot of Democrats pretty nervous. But again, uh, it, it, it's important not to focus on where the polls are today because uh, where things stand about six months ahead of the election, that's a lot more predictive.
0: Right. And, you know, we always hear if the election were held today, but clearly it's not held today. So it doesn't really matter what the polls say today. Uh, It matters what they say on election day. And a lot could change between now and then. What would President Biden have to do, do you think, to get the economy in a position where he can shift things just enough to stay in office?
1: Well, unfortunately, and this is this is the quirk, is that the state of the economy is not under the president's control. We have this thing called capitalism, which is great because it insulates the economy from politicians. Uh, We don't have a president sitting at a control center for the state of the economy, pulling uh, levers and pressing buttons to control for the to control the economy, because it turns out that's a terrible system. Uh, But what that means is that presidents really can't do all that much to affect the state of the economy, which creates this perverse thing where voters look at the state of the economy and give credit or blame to the president when the president doesn't really have all that much to do with the state of the economy. Now, the Federal Reserve actually has a significant impact. So Jerome Powell can have a big impact. And if you look at the Federal Reserve's actions, that's bringing down inflation at a nice, consistent rate. And whether or not we get a soft landing on inflation is important to consider. But Biden presidents actually don't have that much influence on the state of the economy.
0: And Powell's not running for president, so it really makes you wonder, why is the question always, how are you doing now compared to four years ago? And if you feel it's good, you want to keep the candidate who's in office because you're doing better. If you're doing worse, you want to switch him out. Huh, interesting. We'll continue that conversation and talk about what people feel like President Trump, former President Trump, could do if put back in office to help the economy, because a lot of people feel like he'd make the economy better. But you're saying, eh. They don't have so much control over the economy. We'll talk about that some more coming up with Justin Buchler here on WWL after we get a look at WWL traffic. 626, Dave Cohen with Professor Justin Buchler talking to politics this morning here on WWL. So the Democrats may not love Joe Biden as their candidate, but doesn't seem like there's any other real viable options for them out there. So it looks like another Trump-Biden showdown come Election Day. Uh, Professor Buechler, uh, Joe Biden is 81 years old. Donald yep. Trump is 79, 77, uh, sorry, 77 uh, yeah. years old. Uh, How does that factor into what's happening right now in American politics?
1: Uh, Well, it's hard to say. I mean, you have two um, elderly candidates. Uh, Voters' perceptions of that can vary. Uh, It's hard to say exactly how that affects perceptions. Uh, Voters' perceptions of Biden's age are probably – um uh, a little different from voters perceptions of Trump simply because uh, Trump is a little, shall we say, more manic, which may uh, minimize the perception of age. But then again, uh, voters' perceptions of Trump uh, may be a little bit more affected by uh, perceptions of his, um, how shall I put this to be polite sanity? candidate and a crazy candidate. And that means <laughs> voters are, 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 are uh, kind of uh, dissatisfied with both. Uh, but yeah, we have two uh, elderly candidates and um, yeah, there's a lot of dissatisfaction uh, among some uh, voters. But uh, within the Republican base, uh, there are a lot of voters who are still very happy with Trump. Among the Democratic base, they seem to be uh, maybe less happy with Biden. But then again, there's no movement to vote for somebody else. So you get what you vote for.
0: You know, the previous oldest sitting president was Ronald Reagan, who was 77 when he completed his term. Uh, yep. Donald Trump is 77 now, and now Joe Biden, obviously the oldest sitting president, if he's reelected. He'd be, what, 86 if he lived Uh, out his term. And I guess there's growing concern about whether or not, you know, would he live to 86?
1: um, Yeah, well, I mean, people can live for a long time. I mean, we we have uh, uh, within the uh, scholarly community people who are productive up until uh, their late 90s sometimes. And then there are some people who are much less healthy, uh, who die earlier. Uh, there are some concerns about Biden's health, and that puts uh, Kamala Harris into the spotlight. Uh, these are concerns. Uh, some Democrats are not particularly happy with Kamala Harris and perceptions of her. Uh, there will be some attention to uh, whomever Trump selects as a running mate. Yeah, these are, these are interesting questions.
0: All right. You know what? We haven't heard much about who might be the vice presidential candidate on a Trump ticket. Any, any thoughts on that?
1: I have no idea at this point. Not.
0: Pence. Do you think, do you think it's funny. one of the current uh, people who are challenging him?
1: Uh, it seems like some of them are running to be uh, his VP. So I don't know, maybe Ramaswamy, but I, I have no idea. Gotcha,
0: and I don't. Maybe he doesn't either. <laughs> and we've got time for that. Uh, yeah. But clearly, uh, clearly, people are less concerned about who the VP candidate is anymore. It used to be a big deal, but now it seems like yeah. so much of the focus is on the president and so much less on the vice president. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Professor. We appreciate your time as always. Justin Buechler, Associate Professor of Political Science at Case Western Reserve University, says right now it's looking very much like another Biden-Trump race. And if the election were held today, Trump would win. But he says the election's not going to be held today. Heck, it's not even going to be held next year. Well, late next year. So we've got about a year to worry about that. So there you go. Thank you, Professor. I'm Dave Cohen. It's WWL First News. We'll be back after this to take your calls on anything you want to talk about with open lines at 504-2601 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line after the news with Ian Ozan on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.